Hello and welcome to part two of our Dating While Black podcast. This part is called Group Therapy. Um, Hopefully you've listened to part one. This is a continuation where we uh, delve more into some of the topics that we were talking about and tell more of our stories. Um, Really appreciate you all for listening and thanks a bunch. Enjoy the show. So I I had two more questions that popped up based on what we were talking about. So one of them is... When you have interacted, it doesn't have to be dating, but just um, interacted with other people that are, by all purposes, black, but they don't identify as black, like if they're Dominican or Puerto Rican, how do you, (laughs) how do you feel Mm. about that? I feel it's so weird because it depends on what they are because okay so like when i was in england a lot of the black people there are still they have like because they still have like really nice connect ties to wherever their family's from they've got they've got family they know exactly where they're from in africa or in jamaica or in the caribbean like they really know where they're from and so for me what was hard is them being like oh yeah i go back to senegal all the time or i go back to the caribbeans you know every two years or so and i see my family and then like what about you and i'm like uh i'm from michigan uh, <laughs> and uh i got some family on the east side and the west side i got a few people down in Florida, you know that's about it but it's so hard because you're like they sit there and they kind of look at you like wait you don't know where you're from and i'm like no mm-hmm. and it's really hard for black people to sometimes have that as full of pride as we want because you're like i don't want to just say i'm african because maybe hey what if i'm caribbean but it's yep. like i also i can say i'm african i can find the tribe they don't know me i can't mm-hmm. go back there they're not actually my people my people live here in michigan yeah <laughs> no i for that's me. the issue no i i get that yeah. like my auntie did for my mother's side my mother and my aunt have the same mother and father so Whenever my auntie is mixed with on my mother's side, I'm going to be mixed with that on my mama's side, too, because they have the same parents. But I haven't done it on myself specifically. So I know on my mama's side of the family, we sub-Saharan African, and we have some Native American, and we got a little bit of European. We got some Pacific Islander. I don't know who those people are or where they came from, but I know that's what we got. But for me, yeah. the bigger issue is people, they, they're like, I'm not black, I'm Puerto Rican. And I'm like, there's a difference though because one's an ethnicity the other one is a nationality they're not necessarily the same thing and just because you're puerto rican doesn't mean you're not you can't be black or that you aren't black i'm like but that's the issue i think that's what right what it boils down to is people not wanting to identify with themselves really because i know there's a lot of like afro-latino women who are like i'm black you know like just Mm -hmm. because i'm from this country and blah 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 so you know, you definitely, like, I've definitely encountered, I think I was too young to be able to, like, speak, like, you know, not correct them, but, you know, like, because mm-hmm. I definitely, you know, when I was younger, met Dominicans who are like, oh, I'm not black, I'm Dominican, but mm-hmm. I was younger, so I was like, oh, okay, you know, you look black to me, though, but, you know, I, I being, being, you know, being <laughs> my complexion, and but also being black, I've never felt comfortable to say anything to anybody, because somebody mm-hmm. could say that to me easily, and, like, my, me and my family, if someone were to tell me, like, you're not black, like, I'd be like, go talk to my father and see what he has yep. to say about it. You know what yeah. I mean? But, like, that's the American issue. Yes. Like, yeah. we we don't even let the white folk 
identify as Irish or British or this. We got to lump them all together as white. And then like, I would appreciate, yeah, I would appreciate it if I could, like y'all said, be like, oh yeah, I'm Nigerian or I am from Senegal. Like, I wish I could say that. I don't know because we got pulled and put on a boat and brought over here. But America has such a struggle with just owning the fact that white and black is not there. That's not what you are. You have some other stuff in that, but we can't have that conversation because we have ingrained and built that social construct, like Chris said, that you are one of the two. And that's why the Irish, when they first came over here, they were treated poorly and all of that. And then they realized that we call ourselves white and don't say we're Irish, they're going to treat us 100% differently. That is. I know one person who is Irish American and they are proud of. No, I know two. And they are proud of the fact that Irish American. And the funny thing about it is they can't really hide that they're Irish American because their parents are so Irish that their names are like stereotypical Irish names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, like, well, like you said, I think, and that's, so to your original question, Chris, about like, how do you feel when someone says I'm not black, I'm blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, it's that where you're like, okay, I don't want to, I, like we just said, we wish we could say, I'm not black, I'm from this specific place. So when people, to me, say, I'm this, 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 um, I'm like, you know what? You have your roots. You should be proud of exactly what you are. And like you said, like, literally in America is the only place where we have these, like, weird labels. Like, there was a girl who was an exchange student, and she was from Brazil. But technically, her heritage and everything is, like, Japanese. So she was an Asian looking girl and people would be like, oh, what are you? And she's like, I'm one of the Brazil exchange students. They're like, no, but what are you? And she was firm. She's like, I'm Brazilian. I was raised in Brazil. I speak Portuguese. Like that's what's on my nationality card. And she's like, and this is what my eyes look like. And this is my skin tone, but don't get it twisted. I'm Brazilian. And I was like, do your thing, girl. I think that's the problem is we just have such a hard time letting go of these labels. But it's because it's rooted, and like you said, Cody, and like what you said, Maisha, where it's just like, okay, but if I identify as white, I'll have an easier life, you know? And that's the problem is it's like these these labels of black and white have so many stereotypes and all these pros and cons to them. And I think that's why there's such a problem with anyone not wanting to be this or wanting to be that. Or like, I don't like the fact that like, I have some mixed friends um, and they have this constant struggle between and they're like, mom's white, dad's black. And they're like, okay, am I black? Am I white? What am I supposed to identify as? And it's like, right. why can't you identify as a person? I right. always frustrated me growing up as well, seeing um, there was one girl in particular. She was friends with my roommate in college, and she was white passing as well. And she wouldn't claim her black side. And I thought that was so, like, sickening. Mm-hmm. And my roommate was black, and she wasn't, like... She didn't think it was, like, that weird. But I was like, this is crazy to me. Like, how are you just going to disregard one half of yourself? And Mm -hmm. that was a a problem I had growing up was, you know, I I feel like when I was younger up through middle school, like, race wasn't really an issue. We weren't really talking about that. But then I do remember coming back into high school, and I definitely started feeling more, like, racial tensions. Like, it was like, I don't know what happened. But, Mm -hmm. um, and, and kids would be like, 
you know, and I would even get this from black kids, which is what was sad. They'd be like, you know, what are you? Do you identify more with white or black? And I'd be like, well, what do you know? I'm I'm mixed. So like, mm-hmm. how, like I, I identify with all of the cultures <laughs> in my family because I am all of those things. You know, there's not one I identify with less yep. or more. I remember the first time I encountered an issue of race, and it wasn't directed towards me. I was in the third grade, and I was in school, and me and a group of girls were playing one of the little stupid childhood games that we used to play with, and one of the girls would not participate in the game, and we didn't understand why she wouldn't participate. And so she broke it down to us. She was like, I'm biracial, and my mom does not like me to play games where one of the elements or one of the phrases or whatever in the games brings up race because she don't want me to feel some type of way about being a biracial child. And her mom was white and her father was black and they were still married. And so for her, it was not, I'm black, I'm white, I'm biracial and that's just what I am. Exactly. And so once she explains to us, well, my mom don't want me to feel like if I'm playing this game and this is what the get words of the game say, then one side of me is bad and the other side of me is good. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Your parents don't want you to feel like you have to choose an identity. I get it. Yep. Yep. Uh, exactly. I mean, it was a hard lesson to learn at eight, but I got it. Yeah, because that's, it's it's you're so yep. you're so fragile when you're young and so impressionable. And I know my mom, mm-hmm. she she like gets so emotional telling the story to this day. And this is, you know, she didn't tell me this until a couple of years ago, but she said that when I was younger that I struggled with my identity because I would I guess I was like 3 or 4 or something and I was like, you know, I know I'm black, but why is my skin like this? And I was so distraught and I just, you know, and my mom felt so sad because the fact that I'm even having these struggles as a child, you know what I mean? Like no parent wants to see their kids go through that. Um so I definitely understand why that mom was kind of like just wanted her kid to be removed from those situations because you never know like who your kids are playing with when you're not around and you don't want them saying something that's gonna yeah you know like sway them a different way or anything like that it's, it's tough having a biracial kid especially like my mom was a single mother and she still was trying to instill you know thankfully I had my black family around but mm-hmm. still when you're a single mom it's what you're doing most of the time that's affecting your child so yeah. she has to be a black mom at the same time to try and teach me you know to keep my values as a black woman and keep you know respecting mm-hmm. my community and myself so it, it it's definitely hard yeah and you know it was crazy too like I think back on Cause I grew up, like I said, I grew up in like suburbs, but it's like a pretty culturally diverse. Like I remember when we first moved in, when I was in elementary school until about third grade, like half my school was Chaldeans. And then like all of a sudden they all kind of like moved a little further, but you know, it was just like, it was, you know, so diverse. And then like, right. right. (laughs) But, um, but I have like one of my good friends, Leanna, she's mixed and we've known each other since we were like three or five. Cause we went to kindergarten and then we've gone through school all the way until we went to college. And um, I remember when people would meet her for the first time later in life, because I've known her like almost our whole lives, people would be like, oh yeah, because she's mixed. And I'm like, oh yeah, she is mixed. And I think it's like, it's not that I consider her black because of like race or how she looked or whatever, but I almost kind of feel like it was the way that we grew up. Like, I feel like sometimes black is not just a race, it's a community. Like we had white kids that like live around the corner and they are like our truest white people in the neighborhood that we know and we grew up with but like we consider them black not because they're hood or they're whatever but it's like well they grew up in a mostly black 
like area um and they were like they were part of our culture they were part of like our neighborhood and i we would never consider singling them out for anything just because they were white and you know i i don't don't know it was just like when i think back especially the chaldeans i'm like first of all chaldeans basically are black let's start there but like you know it, it i when i think back i never thought like oh they're white they're chaldean they're and i was just like and if we said they were black it was like it's just because they were one of us um I don't know. I'm just like, and I always, I just like, like I said, I just always felt like kind of bad for my like mixed friends because when we were younger, it was never a problem. But yeah, as they got older, people were constantly like, so like, what are you? What do you identify as? And I'm like, first of all, like say her name. She's, she's a person first. Yeah. (laughs) But like, I just, I, and that's why, like I said, I think about when I'm like, okay, if I'm going to end up marrying someone outside of my race, like you know like raising a, a mixed kid especially was like i am not mixed so it's not even like oh when i was your age this is what happened it's like right. i have to be a parent for a life that i've never gone through and it's like it's how do a you lot. Do? that's why they always say like you know like i don't know if you heard like they always say like mixed girls are crazy in relationships and stuff like that because <laughs> we're pulled you know from all different directions because you know like i said thankfully like m- i I know a lot of mixed kids go through the issues of like, you know, they're too black for their white side of the family and too white for their their black side. And I definitely felt the tension from my black side of the family about being quote unquote, like too white, even though we're not white. Um, But then on my Israeli side of the family, I have other mixed cousins as well. And my family is way more open on that side. So like, I've never felt with them like I'm too black or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But I do know that that's a consistent, you know, problem in the mixed Mm -hmm. community is, you know, feeling too black for one side and too white for the other because, you know, we're both. So and that's not even a problem just for the mixed community. I have been told by my entire black family, like, oh, you know, where sometimes you, you talk white or you're too white. So, like, so like, right. What does that mean? Like, because I have proper diction. Like, right? I'm like, I'm sorry that you have not gotten your life together to afford right. the things that I have made sure I can afford. I'm so sorry for you. Right. Like, that's not your My problem. Education, just, right. right. My education is not a downfall ever. It is yeah. never yeah. a con. It is all yeah. Getting no, called I'm uppity very... because you decide to talk right. Yep. Okay. And call me bougie all day all you want. But these men, like... <laughs> I have a very accepted taste in everything. Music, movies, television shows, all of that. Even my friends. And so, like, I have some family members who have not grown past Seven Mile and Hayes. Okay. And they're like, Maisha, why you gotta be so white? And it's like, I'm sorry that you have not gone out and experienced the world outside of the Zip 48205. That is not my problem. I'm sorry, I'm cultured. So I'm I'm, I'm whitewashed because I have proper diction and I decided to get an education and I don't just listen to rap and R&B and I don't just watch the hood movies or read the hood books. That makes me whitewashed. Oh, girl, Telling your family you like country music? Oh, don't do that. Well, uh, that might be a bridge too far. I won't go on and say I'm a huge fan of country music, but there are some country music artists that you will definitely catch on my playlist, and I will exactly. bang them. And I don't care how you feel about it. I'm going to be helping out, you know, country roads take me home. Like, I'm, I'm going to be in there. Okay. I, I, I will definitely. Like, you picked the worst song possible. <laughs> I, will like, definitely I will turn say, on my Reba or my Dolly 
part, and oh, then you on, just gonna fuck it up and be listening to it. I don't oh, care. Like I yes. will turn on, you know, I will turn on my hootie and the blowfish. I don't care how you feel. Like actually, the lead singer's a black man anyway. Okay. Come through. Come through. I, when I was on. When I was younger, I definitely had the struggle of like, I was super, I still am, super into anime when I was younger I and still anime. am. Same, Having same. to explain to my parents why I was listening to the music and what it was, my mom was like, what is this? What are they saying? What's going on? Mm-hmm. I'm like, mom, it's Naruto, it's fine. What's Naruto? And it's just, it, what's it about? And just yeah. trying to explain certain things, yeah. it just, it did not compute. I had to explain that it wasn't demonic. Oh, I, the the right. one thing, like with my mom, that was an issue, but with my dad, it was not because my dad is also super into in anime, which is how I got into it. So go. I right. always had at least one parent to connect <laughs> to, and like, like me and my dad would call each other and be watching the anime together. Like, did you see what just happened? Like, there are shows that me and my father, and not just anime, but like even the DC Marvel universe, there are shows and movies. Me and my dad would call each other. Did you see this? Did you see what happened last week? So I didn't all as far as that aspect i didn't have that issue with my father or that side of my family because they are open my mama's side of the family on the other hand are not as open or culturally diverse as my father's side child and see i liked so when i was in middle school i got into rock music so that was definitely a point where my mom and my favorite band was german it was like German rock music, and I was like into emo stuff. I was into screamo. I wanted to dye my hair. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like praying. She was, oh, I was no. like, and then, I but then that. After, yep. <laughs> and then after that, though, I got into Korean music, and Korean culture. But they were already prepped from the from the rock. <laughs> from the screamo. They were, yeah, they were like, and you know, now too, I got in, I was in college. I'm like, I've always had friends that are getting everything, but it's like, I'm into drag race. Like, it's always just one thing after the other for me, but they're, they're like, they're used to it now. But for me, the the one person I have to thank the most is my auntie Liz, and she's my dad's second oldest sister. And she did not fit the stereotypical mold of what you expect from a black woman. Like, she was into everything. And I live with, I spent a lot of time, her, her and my dad lived close together for most of my child, for most of my life. They live like basically in each other's backyard. So I grew up with her children and I spent a lot of time with her. And then my freshman year of high school, I lived with her. And a lot of the things that I take interest in now is because these are the type of things that she exposed me to. These are the type of things that she was interested in. And for a lot of my mom's side of the family, that's like, oh, black people don't do that. I'm like, y'all yeah. just not culturally diverse. And that's not my problem. It's not even culturally diverse. Like, you just, like, you don't get tired of just rap and R&B. You don't get tired of some of and I listen, I'm like, like, if I listen to Future all day as much as I love him, like, I would go a little crazy. Absolutely. I don't even listen to Future. I'm sorry, I but like, him. I do listen to my, like, I love my Tupac, but I can't listen to Tupac 365 days of the year. Okay, I love Megan Thee Stallion. I love Doja Cat, I, but listen. Wait, we need I to talk about Doja Cat. Oh, yeah, we I was going to say. She's one of the confused ones. Yes, she most certainly is. Okay, I'm gonna let's we'll just say redacted. Um, I'm gonna I I love Nicki Minaj. There we go. (laughs) But there are moments where you're like, you know, I'm black and I'm proud, but also I'm trying to calm down. Listen to some Beethoven. We're gonna listen to some Bach. We're gonna just like take a second. 
If you I know, put my music on shuffle, you might go from like this is nine nine, this is Cash Money Records taking them from nine nine to thousand to okay. you know Nickelback. It might happen. I love Nickelback. I do. And I ain't ashamed to admit it. And they like, why? And I'm like, because that, they make good music. And be like, you could go from listening to Juvenile to listening to Hurt yep. to listening okay. to Reba if you own my playlist. Yeah, absolutely. I would literally have praise music. And if it's on like Shuffle, the next song would probably be Screamo. Exactly. Like, it is what it is. You might hear exactly my romance. It, it'll happen. Okay. Definitely. You will hear Kirk Franklin and then My Chemical Romance. Absolutely. What the hell are you going through in life? It, it'll happen. It'll definitely yep. happen. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. I was crazy Jesus and now I'm screaming at you. I don't, that's just what you get. It is what it is. It is what it is. Enjoy it. <laughs> Learn something. Chris, you said you had two questions. Yep. I did. So I was going to say, Chris is the moderator. We did talk about the other one for a minute, but like sort of. Uh, but so we all grew up with having the first black president. And I know there was a lot where, at least at the beginning, people were just like, oh, does he really count as black? He's you know, black. And then there was the really harping on, like, whenever he would do something bad, he was the black president. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, there are others where he's like, oh, he's doing good. You know, he, he's just the president. He's not the first black president. And then, of course, the tired trope. We had a black president. Racism doesn't exist anymore. That, that, How, that's definitely out the window, for yeah. sure. <laughs> that didn't yeah. well. And then in whatever progress we made with Obama, we definitely went sixty years back with Trump. So, I, loaded for well, Obama. But I mean, say, even I'm not like racist Obama, okay, you can still be racist and vote for Obama. You know that, right? You can, you can be racist and, and date a black person, okay? But <laughs> even like, I mean, Ferguson happened under Obama. You know, Mike Brown that happened yep. under Obama. So I mean, like, mm-hmm. definitely still Sandra Bland. Mm-hmm. I think yep. that. Now it's just that since Trump is in the office, that racism and bigotry is just like weaponized so much more than it was when Obama was president. Like you see the way people are speaking and you see the way he speaks about us and mm-hmm. they're just following suit. It's yeah, I'll so say it's like giving they, them a platform and a voice yes. and showing them that it's okay. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, if he's doing it, well then I surely right. can. And you're like, they're like if the well, person the in charge says it's okay. Supposed to be a, example mm-hmm. called black people the and then called the people who rolled up to the capitol building with guns mm-hmm. good yeah like those are all white yeah. people they had at the same at the same time we made excuses for people who made dummies of obama and put a noose around his neck and dangled him around or like oh they're just practicing their freedom of speech they're just they're just like letting out their anguish I'm a so whole party came out of the Republican Party. The Tea Party movement happened, not because they didn't agree with politics, not because they didn't agree with policy, because they wanted to obstruct everything that the first African-American president did in this country. We, like, that happened under him. So to say, like, we were in a post-racial world just because we got our first black president is to ignore 
everything that happened while he was president and pretend like, oh, well, we let them do freedom of speech there, even though it was extremely problematic, racist, and caused anguish for people. While at the same time now, oh, the Black Lives Matter movement is just a bunch of thugs. We don't, like, we don't support that First Amendment no more. Mm, Right. I'm so glad that you mentioned freedom of speech because if I have to explain to one more person what the hell that means, (laughs) I'm going to lose my mind. Like, all of these people are like, oh, people getting fired. I guess we don't have freedom of speech anymore. Just like, that's not what the hell freedom of speech is to begin with. I know y'all like to scoot around this first amendment, but have y'all actually ever read what it says and broken down what that means? But that just means the government can't punish you for what you said. And that's only if it's lawful speech and not unlawful speech because that is such a thing. Yeah. And also, I also you have hate speech like, is not support is not protected by the constitution. Mm-hmm. I feel like the First Amendment is was basically I don't think it was put in place because of this, but I think it's upheld because it gives racists and bigots an excuse and a platform to say what they want because in for for example in germany after the holocaust happened and they lost the first thing they did was they made it illegal to have any kind of like nazi symbols mm-hmm. no swastikas none of that and i'm like why can't we do that here why is the confederate yep. flag legal why can people still have this why can people still write hate crimes and i was just yep. taking a walk in taylor michigan where my friend was oh, living girl, not taylor but, girl <laughs> I was on a walk and mm-hmm. I was walking with my friend and I see swastikas spray painted on the on the pavement and I'm like this is the exact time where this should be illegal like why yeah. why in the country where the Nazis were literally formed why can they have the strength and the knowledge yeah. and courage to to ban that but we here still want to have this freedom of speech where I get what they are trying to uphold but at the same time there's a very there's a very clear line of racist, you know, yeah. remarks and not. And like in South Africa, yeah. in, in South Africa, there was a lady who, because you know they they've recently, if you know, done uh, done away with apartheid, and there was a white lady who called. I don't remember if it was a black man or a black woman, but she called them the N word, and she went to jail. Like, that's like I'm like that's putting your foot down on racism. Like that, that was hate speech, you know? And it's like, that's how you combat it. That's how you deal with it. But America has the biggest problem with owning up to our past. Every other country owns up. And that's the weird thing, because they like to say, you know, like, get over slavery. It was, you know, 200, 300 years ago. Meanwhile, you got, you know, Billy Bob up here in northern Michigan or Ohio saying the Confederate flag is his heritage. Like, your family's lived in Michigan for the last 150 years. What are you talking about? Exactly. Also, what heritage are you trying to be proud of? The, the heritage of slavery, the heritage of losing. Okay, and also, if you want to talk about how the Confederate flag is your heritage and you're not over it, then I guess I'm not over slavery. That was my heritage, and that's still gosh darn prevalent. My last name is not an African last name. Look at all. Lost. The Confederates wanted to be un-American, so why are you even still promoting that? Why are you still like, right trying to say that we're unpatriotic when you're literally pers- supporting a flag that was un-American? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like we literally fought a war over that the Confederacy was wrong and that the yeah, they wanted no, to not- leave. They wanted to form their own country. Yep. Yep. And they lost. They, they elected, didn't they elect president. their own president? Yep. Technically, yeah, they did. Yep. 
the same our country still killed a president because he was going to work on reconstruction that actually freed people and gave them opportunity like if we really want to have conversations about this let's have those conversations but understand this is an ugly history that y'all are about to go into but it's the history that we live in every single day also because when white people want to say like oh you need to get over slavery i'm like baby you only know the very tippity top of it like like is this a whitewash yeah and i'm like that you've only been taught what you have been willing to learn let's start there you've only been taught what you've been willing to learn and it's all been from the white man's perspective like we'll get over slavery when slavery stops affecting us Oh, there, there it is. But see, that's a conversation they're not ready to have because it it doesn't fit their narrative. And when you bring that up, they bring up mm-hmm. people like, well, Obama is, is successful and Oprah did this. I had this argument with a guy first year of law school and he didn't even make it through the first year. And I, <laughs> yeah. yes, I wanted to punch him in his face so bad. He's like, well, all these black people are successful and you have these black businesses and you have black entertainment television, which by the way, isn't even owned by black people anymore. And so why- That's why it's trash now. Why are you not satisfied with that? How come black pride isn't racist, but white pride is? Because white pride actually is racist. That's literally that. That's why, because y'all haven't let us be proud. And now that we are now, you want to say it's a problem. Listen. And because you could probably trace your roots back to whatever European country you came from. When I trace my roots back, it's gonna play South Africa. Do you know how many countries that is? Okay. So and the answer is no, they don't know. Even in the past hundred years, you could probably look and get your uh, family's, you know, paperwork, you know, birth certificates and all that. Most black. Do that. Do that until like after 1920 or 30. Did you guys, um, did you guys see that thread where I think it's, um, I think it's Martin Luther King Jr. the third white people were trying to explain to him what his father meant. By, you know, because yeah. they'll try to select a few quotes to be like, oh, my yeah. God, Martin Luther King was a complete pacifist and he loved white people and he never would anyone to get ang- he never would get angry ever. And it's like people don't realize how radical that man was for the time. And they shot him. He was killed because he was radical that's what they're not understanding right okay the thing was martin was for civil disobedience he was being disobedient and he was on the front line it's not like he was behind making shit happen yeah okay yeah so Mm -hmm. i posted it in one of our law school meme groups and i'm like the caucasity of white people trying to explain to martin luther king the third what his damn daddy meant when he was protesting, trying to yeah. get civil rights for black people. Mm-hmm. I just like that. That was ridiculous. That's my favorite word. The caucasian. <laughs> you got to be audacious as hell to do that. Audacious right? American style. The caucasian. I love it too. Some of my friends call white people Decepticons. I was like, mm, oh my God. that's what you mean? <laughs> oh, It is. <laughs> sounding so uneducated and so dumb when they speak things that they literally don't know like when white people speak on the black experience or the past of black people in general when you've had a whitewashed history for your whole life you Mm -hmm. sound dumb and they say it with their whole chest they say it's so proud like Like, and I'm like to be so loud and so damn wrong okay and wrong and you proud of that. You loud and wrong and you Here's proud the of that. Here's them just out of it. 
right and they just and they just they and they look so dumb to everyone around them too and you be sitting there looking like you didn't say something you really think you're saying something Mm -hmm. (sighs) but god forbid you call them out because all of a sudden they're like do you think I'm a member of the KKK? Why, like, Stop attacking what, is, me. what is this? Why are you attacking me? Why are you oh, making me feel like the man? Oh, I literally just had that whole ordeal happen days ago with one of my friends who tried. She like she was just super ignorant and posted "All Lives Matter," and she, I know she didn't know what she was saying. So as a good friend, I like let her know like that ain't it. And mm-hmm. so, <laughs> long story short, a couple days ago, I just like kind of I I commented on you know just trying to help her out in something else she posted, but it was more about body image. Um, and she was posting like a girl that did not look healthy and she's trying to have a healthy brand. And I'm like, you're sending, you know, long story short, wrong images. And she started saying like all this stuff, like you were attacking me about the all lives matter thing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you hate to be questioned, don't you? With the white mm-hmm. fragility, like- Right, I, come I on, like, fragility. And, and I was like, we're friends. I'm not attacking you. Like just the fact that I said something, like this is how you act. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I've been taking no prisoners with this shit. Like, Good. I, I, yeah, I've been and literally you like- shouldn't. Dragging everybody. Like, dragging exactly. yes. Dragging. Yeah. Right. And, and a lot Dragon of them body. don't know that like if I take the time to reach out if I could take the time to DM you or text you and try to speak to you directly about what right. you did was wrong, I'm trying to it's do you a favor. Right, you like know? I'm trying to help you from looking like an idiot. Being mean is if I'm trying to get you fired from your job for something you said or did. You know, that's not being which I could still do. Don't which you don't can get still do no, at times. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, but like, if I'm trying to check, if I'm trying to check someone like on a one on one, that's me yeah. being like, hey, that's not cool. Don't do X, Y, and Z. I'm really trying to be nice, you know. And they still think you. it's you know an attack. Right, like we're holding back a lot from what a we lot. actually want to say, and yeah, oh, trying to be helpful. Yes. Yeah. Like, I biting my tongue. I do. I'm like, I could tell you you're a dumbass, but I don't really bite my tongue. That's not really one of my (laughs) (laughs) strong features. That's not really one of my strong features. I kind of say whatever the hell is on my mind and think about what may come. So I I, I don't, I don't, like everyone's, everyone's lane is different here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows me be like, I don't know, I, I don't know why y'all said that to her. She don't have a filter to save her life. No, yeah. I saw something where they were like, that would be me in class, but also like the other half of me is like, go for it, do it, by You probably shouldn't say that, but he, he, he will look at me and be like, just walk away, don't even respond <laughs> because I know that you're not gonna filter this for somebody's feelings. Just walk away, don't don't even speak on it. But yeah. why? Are- this is affecting you. Why are you hurt? Let me know. Literally. Honestly, this this whole movement, like, I've been learning a ton about so many things. Like, I never knew the term white fragility before this whole movement. And I, and I, I, I see it so blatantly now. And it's mm-hmm. nice to have a name for it. Because mm-hmm. before, like, I felt like I was always having to appease to white fragility. You know, like, oh, I don't want them to feel offended or I don't want them to feel attacked. But now, like, now that I am educated and know what that is, I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm going to address it and they're going to grow or not. And that's it. Burn the shit down. Yeah, and if you're my friend, 
if you're like if, if you're my friend and I'm coming to you like this and then like all of a sudden you like then clearly you don't care about me exactly at all. Mm-hmm. it's like their defense about themselves mm-hmm. and thankfully I, I've been lucky enough like I know I have a lot of black friends or people of color that are friends and they are like oh I've been unfollowing so many people or I'm losing so many followers because of you know what their their stance is and I've been lucky enough that most of my friends no matter what race or religion or ethnicity they are they are woke you know so like mm-hmm. my friends are out there you know protesting with me my friends who are you know not Jewish or actually like Muslim and Arab come mm-hmm. with me to remove the swastikas off the ground you know stuff like mm-hmm. that so it, all of this just makes me like feel even more blessed to even have a community like this, like somewhere where we can talk about our issues in a safe space amongst each other. Um, so I, I think all, even though everything is coming from tragedy, it's going towards an even better place because I, I haven't seen the world or the community like he, living here in New York. It's just so amazing to see literally everybody coming together yeah. and fighting for us. And it's it's like even though it's like finally like about time, it, it's here. So we should take advantage of it and like keep the progress going. Yeah. One one Can of I- the things that um, struck me as interesting was. It was um, two interracial couples, and one of them was a black man and a white woman, and then the other one was Tika Sumter and her husband, who is a white man that she met on the cast of, what the hell was that TV show? The Have and Have Nots. Mm-hmm. And the difference between how the black part counterpart of each couple spoke about interracial dating was so interesting. So, like the black guy was posting and talking about his wife and how, you know, she fights for black people. And so mm-hmm. we should make her feel like she's a bad person and we shouldn't single her out or this, that, and the third. But Tika Sumter was like, if you're in an interracial relationship and you and your partner are having these discussions and your partner, you don't need to worry about your partner feelings. They could take care of themselves. They need to be trying to you know, see the see the world from your viewpoint because they are not black, so they don't get the type of hate you get. She's like, don't she's like it's not about protecting their feelings and making them feel safe. These are conversations yeah. that y'all need to have as an interracial couple. And if they feel uncomfortable with it, then y'all need to address why they're uncomfortable yeah. and not try to make them safe or not be heard. Yeah, because they're uncomfortable with your blackness. Yeah. yeah. Uh- I'm sorry, but quick hot take. Can we all just agree on this call that Tyler Perry needs to stop being our microphone and just kind of like let some of his stuff fall off? I just want to throw that out there real quick. (laughs) Hallelujah. And this is what makes it hard when you have about him to make a statement. It's just hard when you have these black pillars of your community that you're like, yes, and then they do some stuff or they say some off the wall stuff, and you're like, please wait, no, wait, right? Like, don't speak on behalf of everybody. This is is right. No one, like I said, Doja Cat, Raven Simone, Tyler Perry, Perry like, Charlemagne, Harry Cruz. Harry Cruz shut up in general. He just needs to shut up in general. Oh my gosh! My thing is like, hate when people get what that one random black person said and think that they're speaking for the entire black community. Like, look, and always think this, so we know it's true. Oh, don't. We covered that last week. 
<laughs> but have one more white friend post Candace Owens and be like, I agree with her message. And I was Honestly, like, but I don't agree with her message. So you still it. roll. Block. And this is why you never pay attention. Because we've taken black people and said, you are canceled and you are done. You don't. Mm-hmm. Us. Mm-hmm. And they're still saying, well, she said this. Well, we canceled her 10, like, hours ago. So why are you still talking about it? Because they want to hold on to anything that justifies what they're saying. Exactly. Mm, that fits yep. their agenda. Like, Can I tell y'all, too, a quick story about, like, some karma for this white person? Is. Okay. okay. So this is not my story, but, like, my friend told me about it, and, like, he, he said it's fine this year. So uh, this is a little while ago, but he's black. And he works at like, um, I think it's like a debt, he was working at like a debt collection agency. And there was like one other black girl that like kind of works in there for whatever and some like other white girls. And I think there's like a Hispanic girl or whatever. So this one white girl comes in one day and she's always got a little problematic, but her boyfriend is black. So she comes in and she was saying something and she was talking about her boyfriend joking about her and she was like, yeah, this nigga, blah, 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 blah. No. no. So um, excuse me. And he was like, "You, you can't say that. You can't say that. You cannot say that." And she was like, "Oh, what? I can't say nigga, 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 nigga." Said it in his face. Oh my god. So he's like, "You know how you get so mad that you're like shaking?" So that was him for the rest of the day. And then the other black girl that was sitting there was like trying to calm him down or whatever. So he just kind of like just tried to go about his day. And then later on, she tried to come and apologize. I was like, are you mad because of everything else earlier? And he was just like, goodbye. Like, you know, just right. So like the next day or two days later, she like didn't come in or whatever. And um, they're trying to figure out why or like, and they thought there was, there were some few little things and they were able to put the pieces together. So basically she had attempted. So like, say it was like a four lane street she attempted to try to go from the outermost lane to the other lane to like park on the street and she ended up hitting a car and then she was trying to park hit another car and hit like one of the light poles on the street so she got sued by the person that she hit she had a ticket for the other car she hit she got sued by the city because she broke the light pole also there's a house that her and her boyfriend were living in and she got a call like so the guy who owned the house that was like renting it to them he died and his sister got like possession of it and she kicked them out Good. this all happened in the same bad. day i was like karma works so quick so quick <laughs> quick I, probably so speaking of the n-word how do y'all feel about People not of the race singing it in connection with the song that they are no, singing. No, no, you can't say it. You cannot say. You this cannot is zero, say. zero tolerance policy. I'm done having this debate every five years. It's just, it's no. Sorry. I would say if you're not part of the group, then don't say it. Like there's no, we're not gonna. It's a zero tolerance policy for the reason that we're, there's not gonna be any loopholes. There's not gonna be any sections where you can say it in this context, but you can't say it in this context. People are gonna yeah. take it out of context. I wholeheartedly agree, and I have dealt with that from people on lots of different instances, mm-hmm. and they don't understand why I call them out on that. Like, I don't understand why they want to say it so bad. Why? That? I'm like, why? Why do you? There's one word in the world that you can't say. Like, why? Why do you need to say it? You don't need to. They don't why need to. Do they want to say it? because they can't. Did you? Did you all see? It, it's from. You sound like a badass kid. Just because you can't doesn't mean that you must. 
Exactly. Stop being a brat. Stop having a temper tantrum. Throw did, up. Did y'all see? Um, there's a show. It's called The Good Fight. I guess it's on the CBS streaming service. I saw and it. Delroy Lindo on it, who's a, a black attorney, and he's on this like morning show or something like that. And they yeah. ask him like you know, why can't white people say the N-word? And he's like, sure you can. Just go ahead and say it. Yeah, no. I love like, that. And nobody said that. They were no, like, yeah. you absolutely <laughs> can say it. Like, go ahead. I'll say it with Please. you. People don't want to say it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw that. And and I think maybe if more people were confrontational like that, like, sure you can. Go ahead and say it. Since, since you want to say it so bad, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting with my friend right now and she's biracial and she just brought up a really good point and she was saying a decent human being wouldn't even want to say that and I totally exactly. agree. No. Literally, literally that. And I have like, so it's funny that you brought that up too because there's a drag queen who literally just came under fire uh, like I want to say like two or three days ago because like these old, old videos of her resurfaced and she's white or he's white, whatever. And during her performance, she mouths the N word and people were like, is that a problem? And everyone's like, absolutely. Yeah. It's still her trying to like say the N word. She's white. She's and like, she's a performer. And also I'm like, there's, there are, there's black drag queens who like cut out the N word and don't even say it in their I, sets. Like, and what makes you so special? Exactly. Yeah. I even say that word in public because I would never want to give the impression that I'm a white girl saying that word. Like mm -hmm. I plant that seed. And you have, and, and see, I think that's a whole different set for you, which really sucks. Because then you have to go into defending your identity. Yeah. My whole life has been a constant, you know, fight to prove that. Yes, I don't feel any less about black issues because of my skin complexion. I am as equally as sad and, you know, all of the above. Just, and I definitely, I know where, you know, certain, these quote unquote privileges that mm -hmm. people would say, you know, I don't see them as privileges. So that, that's a whole other topic, you know what I mean? Well, here's the other question too, though. How do you guys feel about non-whites but other people of color saying the n-word like how would you feel if like a mexican said the n-word <laughs> yes it's the ones that say i'm not black i'm dominican i'm not black i'm puerto rican okay then don't say it because you're not black because i don't you know that's and actually you go. that's actually really interesting because i knew i knew a muslim girl and sometimes like arabs they get called like sand niggers so she's like mm -hmm. and i'm like you still can't say it i'm sorry but like, like that is also one. That's something that they get, and it's just like you're not even dealing with black people. Why are you bringing us into this? You know, I mean, just like why do we have to be like a part of this right now? You know, in our battle, man. Right? How do you feel though, too? Because like I've also been in that awkward situation where like there'll be a white person within the black group, and like their one black friend, like the one that they maybe came with and maybe two others don't care if they say the n-word but it's like okay but me and one other black person care that's if you say it and like and it's so like to me that's so awkward because you're sitting there and you're like i don't want to be divided as a group of black people but like we gotta that's talk we gotta decide this right now Sometimes I just tell them that they didn't get the invite to the cookout. It, I didn't give you that invite so you don't get to do you don't get to do it like that's, also, that's how hard. i tell them. I, sorry I just want to say, like, it's hard sometimes in group settings because, like, you don't want to be the buzzkill. You know, they use right. the saying, the saying, like, oh, you don't want to be a social justice warrior, SJW. But, like, mm -hmm. when someone says something, you got to be like, dude, I'm sorry, you can't say that. Like, 
I don't know what to say. Like you can't, you can't do it. And it sucks to be that. It sucks to be, you know, you don't want to be the fun police. And, you know, and it'll be sometimes, you know, you're having a good time. Maybe it's a, you're out at a bar or a party or something. And it's like, yeah, I don't, don't, don't do that. You know? Mm-hmm. And also like, but I mean, like I've. Podcast last week. Um, I don't think that the part has come out yet, but I like at the beginning of college, I was like, you know, I, I gave my friends, I'm like, if y'all going to say it, I gave them the 10 nigga commandment. <laughs> and one of them was the, and I said, this is the most important one. I'm just like, if you say it and another black person checks you on it, I am not coming to your defense. Okay. Like, and that's what, like, I had to tell my, one of my guy friends because he was saying, like, when we were in college, he hung with a lot of the football players and they gave him, they gave him like a pass. And I was like, okay, what you have to understand is like, your pass works with whoever gave you the pass and yeah. only with them. And, and truly when like, there's no one else around. So I was like, with me and you, you don't say the N word. I don't even say it. I'm saying the N word. Like I'm like, I'm, I don't say it. You don't say it. And that's what our relationship is. I'm like, if I bring another black person in here, and they say it's cool for you to say it, then when y'all are having conversations, y'all can say it. Don't say it around me. I was like, when you're with the football guys and they want you to say it, by all means. I was like, but you gotta understand your pass only works with whoever issued you that pass. If the minute you step out of that zone, passes be vote. But I don't get passes. Cause that's, it's not something that comes up in my everyday conversation. So I'm if it's not in my everyday conversation, why the hell does it need to be in yours? Right. That, okay. I'm not about to do a pass to use it if it's not something I use. There you go. If I'm it's, not like, yeah. Because like, why? Why are we never on the same page? Why are we giving passes in some instances and not in others? Like, it's like we shouldn't be giving passes at all because that's what confuses them and that's what they, makes them think they can use it whenever they fucking please, and they can't. Yep. And I get like, it's like, I get both sides. Cause like, I'm a person where again, I don't use it. I don't want anyone else to use it, but it's like, I do have white friends or, you know, friends that are not black where they're, they're like family. And like, I want them to feel included. I, you know, might think of them as black or whatever, but it still is just like, so I, I get the other side of like, Oh, but like, that's my nigga. Like I, I get that. But like you said, it's like, and, that, and that's what's so hard because some black people really hold on to and are so proud to have the n-word and to say it and to like that is something that we made our own but at the same time like but there's other of us who like we like first of all all black people know where it came from it had no good connotation at all until we decided to take it upon ourselves but even we will still use it to be derogatory like you know you you or your parents have been like yeah oh this nigger blah 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 when like someone's acting like coonish or something you know it's like we still mm-hmm. have these words and we and they still can have a negative connotation and it's i think it's just it's so hard because like again as a black community you want to be unified but we people for people that are not black forget that we still have our own issues so it's like why you got to fight the white people about saying the n-word okay now i gotta fight my own black friend about saying the n-word for me it's like the word bitch like i don't allow anybody at any okay. any time call me a bitch and i don't care like i have to friends in law school who just talked it around with Lily and I'm yeah. like you can say that and you're not going to say that to me I don't care whoever didn't check it I'm a check yeah like and that's how I feel that I feel like the word bitch to a lot of women is the same way as the word nigga is to a lot of mm-hmm. black people I totally I agree. don't already you are not about to call me that I don't care who you are yeah and Have also you seen the, oh sorry go ahead 
I was gonna say that same thing with that too. Like if you and your girlfriends call each other that, that's your past with your group. Me and you, we don't do that. I feel like that's just a judgment of character that people need to be better on having because it's just like you said, it's one thing amongst your circle, but have the decency to know that another person might not respect that, might not mm-hmm. want that being said to them. Like it's just people in general need to be more considerate and more aware of others. And that's just that, you read know, the room. Yeah, exactly. Read the room. room. Let me tell you, I have never met not Naren a single white person that could read not Naren a part of not Naren one. Ever. I'm going to agree with that. Well, you know, and that's interesting. That's something interesting, too, because, like, I feel like black people, like, we're trained to have to read the room. Like, we have to see what environment we're in that's going to control the things we say, the things we do. You know, you all you walk in someplace, you have to look around. Like, are there are there any black people in here? You know, yeah. you have to. Oh, you always do it. Oh yeah, and make eye contact no with them real quick. Is there a Mexican? Is there anybody of any brown shade? Mm-hmm. Yep. And every history, history class. And a minority group. Yep. Every history class, looking around and seeing where are the other black kids because we are about to hit slavery and we know everybody about to look at us sideways like, oh, are you ready for this topic? Is this too hard for you? And it's like, oh. I don't know. I see it, y'all get the whitewash history. Well, when I went home, my grandma was like, this is really what it was. Mm-hmm. But also, we didn't start here. This is where we started and this is how we got here. Like, my, it, for me, slavery was not one chapter in the damn history. Okay. It was how they doing it in Texas? Texas, they telling kids that black people were workers, right? Oh my gosh, I heard about that. Oh my gosh, it what is like when they teach Thanksgiving? Reading uh, "Beloved" by Toni Morrison, and you I'm know, right. doing like you go around the class, everybody reads like a paragraph or something, and a white person gets the N word, and they're just like. Yeah, <laughs> they look at the teacher like, "What do I do?" No, oh no, no, no! They didn't look at the teacher. They looked at me. And my, uh, uncle, my teacher called him all off where he's like, what are you looking at him for? I don't want to like, well, that's the <laughs> And the person who said, I'm like, I know you want to say it. I know you want to say it. I'm just like, and like you, you said, you have the freedom to say it, but then I also have the freedom to punch you in the face. Exactly. exactly. Don't freedom, get my own. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Who was on Fox News and compared it to another like, word and said it? Well, lately oh, the women been trying to compare it to Karen. They've been yeah. trying to compare. It yes, to Karen. that's what it was. And someone was like, "If you can say Karen as easily as you do on TV, <laughs> okay. but you pause every time you get to this word, that's why you can't say the word. You are right. mentally pausing for a <laughs> reason." Trying to compare it to Cracker, and it was like, "Which one is worse, the N word?" Cracker, cracker? That's what it was. Literally, that's what it was. They were like, well, we say cracker and this and that. And someone was like, if you can say the word on TV and not get blackballed, called out, any of that, then it's not it. a bad word. Like, you right. can just move on. I, but when you literally have to say the N word, yeah. there you go. Now you know. It's or cracker. You blanked out half the spelling of the word. What do you mean which one is worse? Okay. Right. 
Can I the Karen I, the Karen I, memes though? I just I can't get enough. They're they're pretty good. They're hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the one where it's like you know you know the the group NWA. They had one. It was like KWA and the photos like a bunch of white women. You know it's like a it's like an album cover and they and the people were going around and they're like okay what what would the single of the album be and they're like I'm calling the police. Do you have a permit? Is that that music? Turn that music down. Why are you in this neighborhood? Like it was, it was, it was pretty funny. I want to see your manager. I saw that when I thought it was funny. Yeah. I love people calling them out and being like, I like when like you have these these Karens, these these Karens who are Karening, and people tell them like, Karen, you need to go Karen somewhere else. I'm like, yes, call them out. My favorite, my favorite one right now that has been turned into a meme is the Native American woman slapping the one, the Karen in the. <gasps> She grabbed her and she she hit her so quick and so like accurately because she hit her Amazing. and then she blocked her arm. Someone's I was gonna like, just send this to me. Oh my god, I remember I'm so good. Anybody has ever seen the Batman and Robin meme with Batman smacking yes. Robin? The mean, mean. And it's like go back to Mex and then the, the Native American chick is slapping her and I'm like, yes. Amazing. Absolutely deserve to be a meme. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I gotta find this video because I definitely have it somewhere. Who sent it to me? I don't even know where I saw that, but I was like, absolutely. I have a hundred percent Oh my gosh, who sent that? I I like I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna stop till I find this. It's so good. <laughs> Chris, you got uh you got any other questions? I, I think I got a couple stories before uh before we close out. Hey, I'm good with just having this conversation keep going. Like I obviously <laughs> okay, yeah. put it up because everybody obviously is enjoying this and this uh, this is low key, high key therapeutic. I was gonna say, I was like, I might name like a part of this like group therapy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a... Uh, so I have a good, you guys will like the story. When I, was, when I was in college, it was like, I don't know, maybe like a freshman. I was in the dorm. I was in like, I was hanging out in some white girl's room. And she was like, her and her, she was like talking to her friend. And one girl's like checking herself, checking herself out in the mirror. And then her friend looks at her and she goes, girl, you got a ghetto booty. And I was just like, I remember just being there and I was just like, what? Like what? Like, no, this is not... Yeah, I, I've had very disgusting skin crawling things said to me about my body and Absolutely. my skin color because, like, I, it's just crazy the things that people think they can say to you and, like, laugh it off. And I'm like, that's yep. just so disgusting that you'd even, you know, make some of the comments that I've heard. Yeah. When I was working – oh, go, Deja. I had the most, like – racist and just blatantly disgusting pickup line said to me at literally ending my business and he he's standing up to me and like I saw him look at me and I was just like okay I'm gonna mind my business and then he just audacity to say you know I heard the black is a berry the sweeter the juice so what you taste like ew oh my god that's so it's like something like, like that makes me gross out. Like it was yeah. so cringy. Ew. I was just like, mm -hmm. okay. Ew. I gross. yeah. Like when I was working on a, I worked for Disney Cruise Line, and um, 
out of our cast of like 44 entertainers, only five of us are black. But so some of the guys, the white guys or whatever, they're sitting in the hallway talking and this, one of the other girls, Cha-Cha, they were talking about her because Cha-Cha's beautiful. But like, you know how people always have a problem when girls are gay. They're like, oh, that's such a waste. Oh, I wish she was yeah. gay. And it's like, okay, but like, you know, that's a whole other topic. But they were talking about like, wanting to be with her and then like just wanting to be with different people and blah 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 and they were like oh like Misha we're talking about you and they were like you know you've got like a circus booty and I was like I'm sorry hey what this was what they meant by that it was something like apparently they came up with they were saying that like that like they're my body or body types like mine they're like oh you know these girls that have these certain types of bodies where like you just think it would be so crazy to have sex with them. Like, it's gotta be amazing. Like, a circus. It's gotta be like a show because their bodies are just so, like, they're. Oh my God. Why do you think that's okay to say to somebody? That's like, so nasty. Disgusting. Like, what makes you think that that's okay to say to somebody? You and know? also, I didn't even ask. You just. Came up right, just you. came out of the woodworks and say these it's things. It's unsolicited. I didn't want that from you. And the conversation that was that I walked into was about them being upset that she was gay. And I'm like, you've been problematic probably since you woke up this morning. Literally, this like, that's just in your DNA. You've been problematic since the day you were born. Not okay. since literally, <laughs> like, came out the woodworks. <laughs> yeah, oh my people God. will make comments to me like, oh, the only way I can tell you're black is because of your ass or something. Or they'll make even comments about my freckles and be like, oh, that's the black in you trying to come out. Like, just crazy stuff. And, and then there's even been guys that have been like, um, uh, it was like, wow, you have, it's like you have a black girl's body, but with white skin. How amazing. And I'm like, are you That's not a compliment. Are you sick? That's not a compliment. Like, I was so, that to me was just so disgusting. I was speechless, honestly. And I was young when I heard that too, which is a shame because I wish I could hear it now so I could respond differently. Mm -hmm. Because I remember when it happened, I was probably like, 18 maybe and like at then I was just like so I, I think that was the first time someone had ed- ever said something so gross to me so I was like I just didn't have I was just literally looking at them like what the fuck I don't even know how to respond I didn't so. even I didn't know how to respond I just literally was blank by the way I found that video of the Hispanic lady slapping the white lady <laughs> I would love where do you want me to send it like where you can you send me- it to my Instagram got you okay so like what's Cody your Instagram Franklin. Cody Franklin Okay, let me, so. I used to work at a museum and I I was um, helping this white mother and she had like a little boy's three, four, something like that. And so she needs to go somewhere in the museum. So I'm showing her with one hand where to go on the map and the other hand at my side. And her little kid comes up and licks my hand and then asks mom, why? Tastes like chocolate. Oh my god! No. Oh my god! And so, me and a few of my black friends, we got together. We thought about this. We we're like, where did this come from? And then, you know, one of them was just like, you know what? I bet it was little boy was probably like sitting around his mom talking to one of her like uh, pals, and they were talking about like you know some chocolate they wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my goodness. But you know, also what I've realized about kids a lot of times, like a lot of it is, you know, their upbringing, but sometimes they're just kids. I've had black kids wonder why they don't taste like chocolate. And I'm like, 
well, baby, because you're not chocolate. You're a human you're, being. You're just black. I don't know. What, <laughs> you know, but I'm also like, but I, I, one thing I like about working with kids, though, is that it does give you, you now have the power to change that kid for the better. Like, there's a little white girl who I used to babysit, and we were doing something, and she was talking about something about the Indians. And I was like, oh, sweetie, you need to call them Native Americans. And immediately, she was like, okay. You right. know, and it's like, but, but any, so. and even though she doesn't know why or, like, the full history behind it, because I was like, she was in a moment where, like, what she was talking about was fine, but I was like, but now I know that for the rest of her life, she's going to correct her friends and she's going to make sure she knows what she's talking about and why these are called this. Because if, if she says Native Americans and someone says Indians, she's going to be combative and it's going to force someone to tell the real history. And then exactly. like it'll just correct the pattern. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things is um, if you don't like it here, go back to where you came from. This is our land. I'm like, but it really but is. It's not. It's not. But it's not. Because it's you not at all. It. I saw something on Instagram on that note where they were like, honestly, if they want to burn everything down, they're the ones who built it. So they have the full right to. And I, was, I sat there and I'm like, honestly, burn it down. Like, if y'all really <laughs> want to erase us from history and pretend like we only existed as slaves. Burn it all down and y'all yeah. can build it so you can actually have ownership of it. Because yep. as far as I'm concerned, none of this would have happened like, if it wasn't for us. Yep. I, okay. I saw a video and the guy was, it was on Instagram. The guy was asking, he was like, I don't understand. He was like, You don't go to China and oh, and, and, and and see the China people accepting, the Chinese people accepting people and changing their whole cultures to accommodate other people. So why is it when people come to our country? We have to accept their well, culture, and I'm like, well, first of all, it wasn't your country to be with. Okay. And second of all, most of the, when people came here, their whole thing was to try to be inclusive. That's what I mean. I know in their head it wasn't, but we really thought they was trying to be inclusive. So that's what we were supposed to be doing. It didn't work yep. out that way, but that's what we were supposed to be doing. Exactly. And I just like every time people say go back to where you came from, it just makes me so mad because a lot of white people too will be real quick to be like, I'm German, I'm bloop, 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 blah, blah. Well, and I'm like, back well, to where you I'm, came from. Okay, let's so, start. Okay. You go. <laughs> Show me how it's done. And, and and if I'm going, and if you going and I'm going, how about you find what country my your family stole my people from so that okay. I can go Yep, in fact, you ask your great-grandmama to tell my great-grandmama where she took her from. And then, yeah, then we all go back to exactly where we came from. Easy peasy. In fact, pay for my ticket. I'm like, this ain't even y'all country. It was people here when y'all got here. They were here. And if it hadn't been been for those people, y'all would not have survived. Oh my God. Don't make no sense. (sighs) These Decepticons. Oh my God. (laughs) You didn't didn't find any land that was just free with nobody roaming around on it. Okay. We done got Caucasity and Decepticons out of this call. I would say it is a, it is a success. <laughs> change all that fun stuff. Yeah. Oh okay. my goodness. Hi, you guys. Just so you know. Huh? Um. I'm making this an Instagram group chat. Go for it. This should absolutely oh, yeah. be. For that. We should do this every so often. Yes. Topics to like. Just name discuss, a group 
<laughs> it should be good there. Although, honestly, my auntie just told me I should think about starting a freaking podcast. She's like, you got a lot of opinions on a lot of stuff, and a lot of it is covered in fat. She's like, it's co- it's covered in facts. Like, you have you obviously have your facts together. You should just start your own podcast. I'm like, okay. Definitely. I would yeah. love to expand this. No, I mean, Mainly I because when you get on my Facebook, I'm argue, I'm, I'm always arguing about some, some with somebody about something, freedom of speech, race, sexual identity, gender mm-hmm. identity, child support. I'm forever <laughs> arguing with somebody about something. And no, I mean, I can't. Like, I mean, I can't speak for Chris, but like, I just enjoy like personally having a podcast, just like having like my show, even though you know we're shared, but you mm-hmm. know. My show and my space where I can talk about things that are interesting to me. Because, yep. like, mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm out, you know, in the real world at work or with my friends or whatnot, you know, you don't always have as much control of conversations and the way things go. And yeah. you kind of have to just sit in the background when someone says someone says something done and dumb and you're just like, oh, not today, Satan. I'm not I'm not arguing with somebody today. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right? And yeah. I just have to get up and leave because I don't know how to say not today, Satan. I'm working on it. It's a process. And but it's I funny. In the, in the past few weeks, since Chris and I have been doing these podcasts, we've really gone into racial stuff. I've had some of my white friends like creep on my Facebook and go listen to it and they go, oh my god, Chris, I didn't know you actually felt that way. You mean, you didn't like it when I called you Blackasaurus Rex? And I'm like, no! What do you think? (laughs) Oh, I feel so bad. It's like, yeah. So, I mean, no, it is uh, definitely group therapy for sure. Misha, which, um... The Misha one, not the Misha Ayla. Misha, okay. Already knew. <laughs> My name is so dang on inappropriate when you take it into context where it actually came from. I should probably change it. <laughs> A little bit. It's fine. Man, what is your uh, what what is your Instagram name? Would you like I just, to I just created the group, so oh, My man. Instagram name is What's Your Flavor, so Pam, <laughs> <laughs> do you part of the problem? <laughs> I'm triggered a little. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, it's actually pretty damn inappropriate. <laughs> but when I made my Instagram like almost 10 years ago, so. Mm-mm. Problematic. <laughs> it's terrible. And I, I probably should change it. <laughs> but you know what? Black stripper lives matters too. It's okay. It does. Absolutely. I should have probably changed it when I changed my Facebook name because for a long time my Facebook name wasn't my name. It was whatever random mm-hmm. feeling I was in at the time. And then I was like, I'm 20 and in college and trying to go into the professional world. I'm getting to the age where, you know, having these random ignorant nicknames as my name on social media just seems stupid. <laughs> yeah, but also having your actual name is way too easy for them to find you. Like, mm-hmm. I, my- it is, but I I actually Google search myself every so often, and when you Google search me, you actually only get my Twitter, which I'm never on, and a web page I made in high school as part of a class project. You don't even get my social media. There is a way to delete your information off of like the internet as well. Yeah. So I can always, I think, send you guys, I can send you, like, the screenshot of how to do that if everyone is, if anyone's, like, concerned. I'd be down for that. I'm, I'm not concerned. At this, point, I'm probably not, at this point, I'm probably, my biggest problem is probably that I'm probably too black for some of these companies because I don't straighten yeah. my hair. <laughs> I love that. I'm my, like, 
my white um because i work as like a princess and our, our owners are extremely white very very strict christian uh it's a it's a it's a time there it's a hoot um but i love walking in there like yesterday i have like you know my short little afro puffs and today i'm like walking in with like this long blonde hair and they're just like your hair and i'm like it's yes different. would I you like the comments like, <laughs> but I'm also like I'm very open about like I wear wigs and blah blah so I'm always quick to tell my boss I'm like girl it's a wig you want one I can send you the link <laughs> and your husband a little something new in the bedroom oh my god <laughs> oh man oh, my goodness I'm definitely going to tell our older relatives not to listen to this podcast, Misha. I, I might have to put a disclaimer there. Yes, please don't yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I get it because my, between the first and second year of law school, I took summer classes, and, and during that time, my hair would change all the time, and I had one mm. friend, and she... And I remember the first week that the summer classes, it was like a two week period between end of classes starting and then summer classes starting. And I remember at the end of the uh, second semester of first year, I had taken my hair down. I was just wearing it in a ponytail. Like it wasn't a straight ponytail. I had just brushed my natural hair into a ponytail. And so then I went to Florida and I got my hair braided and I came back and I had braids. And one of my classmates looked at me and she's like, Maisha, your hair wasn't like that when I last saw you, and it's only been like two weeks. What did you do? And I'm like, I just got it braided. I got it braided. You mean when <laughs> halfway through the summer, I came back and I had this curly afro. She's like, I'm just so jealous of all the different things you can do with your hair. Mm-hmm. She's like, but you cut it? I'm like, no, I took out the braids and put it in a different hairstyle. That's yeah. all. And, and I'm so jealous. When the, fe- when the fall semester, it's so funny because when the fall semester started, I had not gotten my hair redone. So which is back in my regular puffball. She's like, why do you keep cutting your hair? I'm like, I haven't cut my hair at <laughs> all. I'm just not wearing weeks. She's like, oh, so you wear extensions. I'm like, if that's what you want to call them. Right. You're like, Honestly, sure, go ahead. <laughs> I've been doing blue court tryouts for school. And Ooh. right now my hair is just whatever it is. And I just put on this like wee ponytail. I wish I would have recorded the faces of my counterparts when I was like, <laughs> I'll be right back. I'm about to go put on my ponytail. Yes. <laughs> what? And they probably like, what do you mean put on your ponytail? The same way y'all put on our y'all face, we got to go put on our hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, and I've taken my wig off in front of some of my white friends and they just... I'm like, baby girl, it is what it is. It's this is what big it is. Like, oh, I love it. I love messing with white people like that. I Those are the times when it's it. fun. Can I, it's so cute. Can I touch it? No. No, no. no. I'm not and a pet. It. Okay. And also, you can't touch it because, look, you pull too hard and your finger get caught. This wig is flying off. And I didn't see it. And wash your hands. And I'm going to be And also, if I, if I have an afro, you don't know how long it took to shape this. God better not try to touch it. Listen. You accidentally push one side down too far, and now Ooh. I look all jacked up for the rest of the mm. for the rest My of the wife. day. And I, like it's a process trying to shape this the way I needed to be okay. shaped. I had yeah. washed my hair. I was living in like Toronto with my white friends or whatever. And I had washed my hair and I had just like washed it, blow dried it. It was like big and poofy and shaped. And my friend literally went and she did this to it. She put her hands in it and, and grabbed it. It's a violation. 
I had to literally, I because we I was sitting in the kitchen and I just got, I like did like this and I got up and walked and went in my room and I like didn't talk to her for the rest of the day because I was like, I, if I say anything, I'm going to scream and I don't want to hit her because she bruised easy. So, <laughs> that's like, I should have had a hand because it's so much go and people, they like, and so much goes into our hair care products. Like, mm-hmm. I was, I, I follow this um, hairstylist and he is so entertaining, but it, I follow his comment section is like, whenever he look at videos of black women, he doesn't really give too much commentary on black women's hair except to say, oh, I like this hairstyle. This is cute because it's a black, it's black women's hair. And he's like, yeah, even as a hairstylist, there ain't nothing I can do with that because they don't really teach us that in school. They don't. And I have these white women in the comments like, well, I'm a cosmetologist, so I know this. Even if you are a cosmetologist, unless they teaching you how to do black hair, you don't yep. know how to do black you hair. You don't know. I'm a black woman. And I'm like, it was, I was watching one video and one guy was getting his locks washed and they're like, it's putting tension on his head and he don't need to wash it like that. I'm like, his hair was built for this. Yes, that. Like, also, my white friends get, like, gooped when I say I can go three months without washing my hair. Like, if it's in a protective style, like, I can go that long. Like, I'm I don't need to wash my hair like every now. See, there you go. Um, and they just, like, jaws on the floor because I'm like, baby girl, I put oil in my hair. It better be oily, okay? Yeah. I'm like, not you don't wash my hair every place. day? No, I don't wash my hair even every day. Even when it's natural, I don't wash it every day. And also because they don't understand, like, when you, when a black person washes their hair, it's It's not just, okay, like, that's like when I try to tell people, they're like, oh, well, you know, we can work out in my house and then we can shower. No, baby girl, we can't can't. because it's a process. I have to put my hair up or take my wig off and put on a shower cap. I need to get wet, wash myself. Then I got to dry off and then I got to moisturize, baby, because listen, (laughs) I'm not just walking out there drying and going like it doesn't work that way. Same with my hair. I don't do wash and goes. I got to wash it. I got to condition it. Mm -hmm. I got to deep condition it. And then I got to detangle. Then I got to blow dry it in sections. Then I got to style it. Mm-mm. And that's if I decide to blow dry it, because I might just go ahead and throw this natural hairstyle in and let it air dry by itself overnight, okay. which means I really ain't going nowhere because At I got all. on the bonnet. For the next yep. 24 hours, it's me in this couch. Watching whatever mm-hmm. on my TV, eating sex, mm-hmm. because my hair is wet up under this bonnet, and I'm not going outside like that. Absolutely. It's I'm like, taking that with my like they Like, I have people, I know people who get offensive because I don't buy my hair care products off the wreck and it's like because they don't cater to my hair like the company i buy for they are a bit expensive but it's also a black owned company that was started mm-hmm. by a black girl in her college dorm trying to find hair products for her yep. hair mm-hmm. yep and they don't understand and like also i started to feel bad like i looked up and someone like put a post or whatever and all these like um brands that are supposed to be for black hair like shea moisture carol's daughter Oh, They're owned by white people right now. I know. They're Shea all Moisturizer was started by a black man and he sold it, but apparently he's yep. still the CEO and he has a lot of say-so and the making of the products and where the money But I buy my products online for Natural Club where the CEO is always on the website updating us and she's a black woman and she shows us how she started her process. So... Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I need to start doing that. I just need... well. I don't know. I really like cream of nature day mm-hmm. or like dark and lovely. It's just these products be nice. Carol's daughter really hurt my heart. I'm not going to lie. When I saw that, <laughs> like, dang. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. The one yep. that's funny to me is like if you still use Cantu, then you won't even you won't even in your natural hair process for like one hour and fifty five minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like that's probably because everybody who went back to natural started off using Cantu until they realized it stripped their hair of moisture and made it brittle. Yeah. Yep. yep. Learn that lesson the hard way. Uh-huh. I was like, I remember my Cantu moments. But I wasn't on Cantu for a long time. I think I was on Cantu, and like the very, the second time I used Cantu, my hair was just dry. And I'm like, all right, gotta find something else. And then I discovered natural, and like for a whole, for with natural, if you buy like the shampoo, the conditioner, the leave-in conditioner, the hair twisting custard, the uh, deep conditioner, if you buy a bundle and like the castor oil and the lavender oil, a bundle like that is seventy bucks. And it's working for me. Yep. And I'm a 70 bucks. All right. Yep. Um, Chris, do you want to do an official wrap up? And then uh, y'all can keep going, but uh, I got to call my nieces. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I can definitely do a. We, we can. Yeah. I'll, I'll do an official wrap up and we can stay on the call. It's fine with me. But um, all right. Well, um, thanks. Thank, thank you to all the panelists who uh, came and shared their perspective and stories today we always really appreciate it we definitely want to do more of this stuff so you all have a firm welcome back anytime just text chris and be like when do you do another podcast and we'll find a way to you know bring you guys in and yeah i hope to all the listeners i really just hope that you learn something today and you take something away that you know helps you be a better person to the black people in your life especially because i mean these are things that happen and we had a panel of seven people here we can't all be lying so okay (laughs) it's not possible nope i appreciate being included you know i i enjoyed it yes this was fantastic Mm -hmm. this has been even though i've been having like these discussions with other groups but they're like my black friends. So, you know, it's still different. It's nice to talk to people who technically like, y'all might know each other, but it's like, I only know Christopher, unfortunately. So. I only know Chris and Deja, and that's because we all went to law school together. Yep, See, so it's, but it's nice to hear from other people or like, oh, Cody left, but like, it was so great having her opinion in as a girl Absolutely. who's biracial. Like, that's so important. Mm-hmm. Cousin, but all right, it'd be like that. I'll see I mean, you. I love you. Right. <laughs> we'll see about that. All right, uh, <laughs> this. Uh, thank you, everybody, again for coming. I really appreciate it. To everybody out there listening, um, remember: Black Lives Matter and Black Stories Matter. All right, take care. Thanks for listening. Hey, and forever. Yeah. Forever.